Welcome each and every one of you to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am here on a Wednesday. Speaking of Wednesday, I just finished that series, Home Run. Great Netflix series, and I cannot wait for season two. But yes, this is a Wednesday, and I'm not talking about Wednesday Adams. I do want to remind all my faithful listeners that you are listening to us on Noonan's own WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And we are brought to you by Active Pest Control, The Mold Man, and Wishbone Fried Chicken. On the show today, I've got Gabe Reynolds. We're going to talk a little bit about the Final Four and NBA basketball. I love basketball, especially during this time of the year. But this is going to be a interesting show. You know, I'm going to have Gabe on. And the remaining shows for the week, it's really up in the air. Because I am going to be out of town for an entire week for spring break. And that's going to be next week. Next week, you know, we're going to get into the Major League Baseball. We got the Masters going on. We got the start of the USFL. High school baseball is going on as well. So let's go ahead and get right into the show. The Atlanta Hawks. They are one of the most topsy-turvy teams in the league. You know, they win one night, they lose one night, they win one night. They defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 120-118 to at State Farm Arena. DeJounte Murray led the Hawks with 29 points. The Hawks were able to hold off Cleveland's late surge in that fourth quarter. And Donovan Mitchell, who's been the catalyst all year for the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers have really been the surprise team in the Eastern Conference. Donovan Mitchell had 44 points, but it wasn't enough. The Hawks are now 38-38. and They are currently tied with the Toronto Raptors for the eighth seed. And they would play the Miami Heat in the play-in game if the season were to end today. Uh, They're taking on the Brooklyn Nets this Friday at the Barclays Center. And they have five games after that. You know, we turn the calendar to the month of April. And we get ready for NBA playoffs, which are going to start... If you look at April, the regular season ends April 9th. The NBA playoffs are going to start on April 15th. That week, from the 10th through the 14th, that's when the play-in games are going to start. And that's what makes the NBA so exciting, are those play-in games. And this year, it's wide open. I mean, there's not a definitive team in the West and a definitive team in the East that can win it all. I'm going to say this is the first year in the NBA where we actually have parity. Yeah, I know we've had teams come out of nowhere, win titles, like the 2004 Detroit Pistons, like the 2011 Dallas Mavericks, like the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. Remember, Cleveland actually went to the finals four times. But yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, 38-38, and with six games left to go, this is where they have got to make their push and get into the playoffs. They win that playing game. If they get the 7C, they would end up taking on Boston. But regardless, I think the Hawks are going to play either the Bucks or Boston in the first round of the playoffs, which I don't give them a chance, but they could make it an exciting series. Looking at the other scores in the NBA, yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies beating the Orlando Magic. They are going to get the number two seed. Uh, The Thunder losing to the Charlotte Hornets. And now the Oklahoma City Thunder are in danger of not even getting in the play-in game. 
because Dallas is a half game behind. You got the Lakers as the number nine seed. New Orleans beat Golden State last night, and uh, they're hoping to get Zion Williamson back. The game of the night was the Golden State Warriors who rallied from 20 down against the New Orleans Pelicans at the Chase Center in San Francisco. And the Warriors get the 120-109 victory led by Steph Curry's 39 points. The defending NBA champions right now are 40-37. and They are starting to turn it on and they have regained the sixth seed in the Western Conference. So if the playoffs were to start today, the Warriors would play the Sacramento Kings in the first round. And that playoff experience could give the Warriors an advantage, even though they're a bad team on the road. So much to get into. Going to have Gabe Reynolds here on the show shortly. Uh, We had just had an incredible time talking sports. And I love talking sports on the show. This is an exclusive podcast local to Columbus, Georgia, where we talk everything local to include Columbus State, the Columbus River Dragons, and the Columbus Rapids. The Columbus State Cougars baseball team is in action this weekend against Young Harris College up in Young Harris, Georgia for a three-game series. First pitch is at 6 p.m. on Friday. It is a Peach Belt Conference series, and it is a very important one because right now the Columbus State Cougars sit with a 24-6 record, 11-4 in the Peach Belt. The Columbus State softball team stands at 24-10 overall, 10-2 in the Peach Belt Conference. As they get ready to take on the University of West Georgia in Carrollton for a doubleheader on Wednesday, their next Peach Belt Conference series is going to be this weekend at Cougar Field starting at 1 p.m. on Saturday as they will take on Flagler College They had an incredible weekend, a three-game sweep over South Carolina Aiken, including on Sunday a 6-4 victory on Military Appreciation Day. But come on out to Cougar Field. It's going to be a red out. I love what the Columbus State University softball team is doing, and what better way than to play softball in the home of USA softball, the Columbus State University Lady Cougars. Go get them. LaGrange College traveled up to Rome, Georgia on Tuesday night to take on Barry College. They get the 4-3 victory over the Barry Vikings. And they are 18-6 overall. They are going to take on Barry once again on April the 4th. This time at Cleveland Field in Williamson Stadium. And they are ranked 9th in the entire country. The LaGrange College team that made it to the D3 College World Series last year, in fact, finished fourth. They did lose to Central Connecticut State in the D3 College World Series. They're looking to make that push once again. And LaGrange College just has an incredible team, a group of players who have been resilient, and they were able to overcome tragedy last year and LaGrange College looking to get back to the D3 College World Series. Such a great team. And uh, I'm proud of uh, the group of players that head coach David Kelton has really built there in LaGrange. And uh, they are a close-knit bunch. Uh, Joe Ruth, 
you know, he's the senior infielder. He's really been the heart and soul of this team. Bailey Coleman, uh, one of their best pitchers. They just got a lot of homegrown talent from Georgia, and uh, they're looking to have a great season. You know, down in West Point, we have a team, Point University. You know, we, really, they need sports more than ever as a healing process because of the tornadoes that ripped through the small community of West Point. But the Point University baseball team, they really needed to get these victories uh, over the weekend. They swept Kentucky Christian. It was a conference series. You know, their their games against Mobile has been postponed, obviously because of the tornado damage. And uh, they actually will go on the road this weekend to take on Johnson of Tennessee in an AAC conference game. And then they're taking on Faulkner in Montgomery, Alabama. They are scheduled to be back home against Tennessee Wesleyan the weekend, April 7th and the 8th. You know, Easter weekend. But Point University baseball team, they have canceled their games against Mobile University. They are 17-10 and 1 overall, 10-5 in conference play. Right now, I'm just rooting for the Point University Skyhawks. I mean, they really need some healing right now. But it was the right decision to cancel those games against Mobile uh, in lieu of the tornadoes that actually uh, ripped through the community of West Point Sunday morning. Hey, congratulations. A big congratulations to Tom Callahan, the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus River Dragons, for winning the Federal Prospects Hockey League's Broadcaster of the Year. Such an honor, and he has really done an amazing job with the broadcast for the Columbus River Dragons, taking over for Zach DeBozart, and I cannot wait to hear him call baseball. He is going to be the voice of the Columbus Chattahoots and the Chattahoochee Monsters, the brand new baseball team that's going to play their home games in the Sun Belt League at historic Golden Park. And I have expressed interest in calling games with Tom Callahan as his color commentator. Uh, I think it would be quite the honor. And uh, many of you know I love baseball. I love uh, being a baseball announcer, trying to call some high school games this year. And I've also reached out to Legends FC to see if they need help with their broadcast. I was able to watch their home game where they won uh, at Callaway Stadium on YouTube. And unfortunately, I did not get any sound. I'm not sure if they had an announcer on the broadcast. Right now, I'm just trying to you know, if I'm available, filling in whenever I can, just filling in when needed. And uh, I'm definitely going to uh, take some time off, but we also have some things that are happening, especially in the summertime with the Columbus Lions coming back and then, you know, gearing up for high school football. We got spring games going on in the month of May. And uh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, The Columbus Rapids are in action this weekend for a home series against the Central Florida Crusaders, one of the best teams in the NISL. They are dominating on the men's side. 9-0. and They have just got an amazing team. And the women's team is 6-3. and 
They are one of the best teams in the NISL, and this is going to be a tough two-game home stretch for the Columbus Rapids men and women's team. The women's team right now stands at a 4-3 and three record. The men's team is 3-4. and four. Both are in third place. So if the season ended today, I know I, I always say the season ended today on the podcast, they would make the playoffs. And so good luck to the Rapids men and women's team. Hopefully they can get an announcer to call those games. Some of the ideas I was throwing at the ownership group is uh, what about the Central Florida announcer coming up to Columbus to call these games? Would he be interested? I've listened to him on the broadcast. He sounds great. Uh, I would be honored if he filled in for me. Another option, and this is kind of a this is the crazy option, but when you think about what happened in the pandemic, this is not a crazy option. The crazy option would be just calling the games remotely. It, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be out of town, so I cannot call these games. Uh, the, I've actually entertained that idea, and uh, they, they they didn't hate it. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was kind of a crazy idea. But uh, weren't we doing this during the pandemic? The NBA games in the bubble, the announcers were calling it from New York. And what about college football in 2020? You know, there were some uh, college football games that still had COVID restrictions where the announcers could not get in a crowded booth. Hey, yeah, I, I made a reference to Bryce Kuhn. The crowded booth is coming on. Big shout out to Bryce Kuhn, you know, Columbus native. He's got a podcast called The Crowded Booth with Bryce Kuhn, which airs every now and then on WQEE. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just... If I say crowded booth, I want to make sure to give credit where credit is due. So I'm going to give credit to Bryce Kuhn for that one. Oh, man, we have had a fun show. Uh, Gabe Reynolds is going to come on briefly. But before I get Gabe on the show, before I actually get into my commercial break, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there who's been supporting me and listening to the show. The show is continuing to grow. I've had such a great audience and it's not because of the high school stuff that I cover. I mean, I do have a selective audience for all the high school stuff that I cover. But when we get into high school football, you know, my audience just doubles. It triples. I mean, it's just amazing because of that Friday night show is wildly popular because I break down all the high school games in the Chattahoochee Valley. I got a top 10 rankings for East Alabama and West Georgia. Still going to continue to do that in the fall. But I've thrown in some ideas. And tell me what you think. But I am very interested in selecting a high school game of the week, going to that high school stadium, and setting up shop there like it's a college game day. And, you know, getting some important media people in Columbus to be part of the show. I think that would be fascinating. And then we can make picks at the end. I mean, I know it'd be copying college game day, but I love that idea. Uh, tell me if you think that's a good idea. And uh, if you have any ideas that you want to run by me on the show, just message me on my Facebook or Twitter. Give me some comments and I'll try to come up with something on the show. On this show, I like to remind my listeners on what's going on 
when it comes to community events. Well, Sports Visions is back at it again. Another award show, April the 20th at the St. Luke's Ministry Center. And this time they are honoring the student athletes who are females for high schools. Uh, they are going to honor uh, the basketball players, the flag football players, soccer players, gymnastics, you name it, volleyball players. Is going to be a great event. That is the Sports Vision's 8th Annual High School Female Athletes of the Year Awards Luncheon presented by Athletics starting at 11.30 a.m. at the St. Luke's Ministry Center in downtown Columbus. For more information, please contact DJ Jones at 706-681-1136. Come on out and let's support these female student athletes that play all sports. I know Jabria Lindsay is going to be honored for Central uh, one of the best basketball players to come out of the Fountain City. And Maya Giles for Northside is another player. And uh, who knows? I mean, we're, we're going to see a lot of female athletes that are going to be honored. And uh, I just enjoy what Sports Visions does uh, for these luncheons. I happen to be in attendance for the Say Marks uh, third annual basketball awards luncheon that was put on by Mark Upshaw and Sam Mitchell. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to attend that one as well. So uh, come on out. All right, we'll be back with Gabe. Before then, we are going to take a quick commercial break. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to run some commercials, and then Gabe's coming on the show. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text k for k Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. Gabe Reynolds, back on the show once again to talk Final Four preview. Gabe, before we begin, I just want to say I know you're up in Nashville. Just my thoughts and prayers go out to the Nashville community. I, I know that you guys are really suffering right now, and that I just wanted to get that out there before we started the show. Yeah, man, it was real, real tragic events that happened yesterday. Thoughts and prayers are with the family uh, of everybody over at the Covenant School. That's about 10 minutes from where I work at. So just want to uh, continue to offer our thoughts and prayers to them. 
All right, Gabe. So this is a very untraditional Final Four. I mean, UConn's been there before, and that's why they're actually my pick to win it all and get their fifth championship. But you got some first-timers in the Final Four. You got San Diego State, you got Florida Atlantic, and you got the Miami Hurricanes, the U, making it to the Final Four. Gabe, are you shocked? I know I'm shocked that, that this is the Final Four that we're going to get. Man, I love it. I'm, hey, I'm going to be honest. I love the fact that this is the Final Four for this year. You got some new blood that's in there with Miami, FAU, San Diego State. Uh, and, and you're going to get a mid-major that's going to be in the championship game. You're guaranteed to have either FAU or San Diego State in the championship game. I think UConn, I, I'm, you know, everybody's picking UConn to win it, but Miami won the ACC this year. Miami beat Duke. They beat Carolina. They won the regular season. They lost in the tournament, but you can't discredit this Miami team. So how would it, it may be two first timers for the national championship, but I love the parody. This is what, you know, everybody talks about. March Madness and how, you know, it, it gives the little guy a chance. Well, I think with the NIL and with the transfer portal, it's truly giving everybody a chance now. So, you, yeah, you don't have the traditional blue blood, so a lot of people are going to tune out. But as a basketball fan, I love it. It truly gives everybody a chance now. And going into next year, everybody can say, hey, we got a chance to play for a national title. Not just going out there and say, hey, we want to compete for a conference championship. Gabe, like I always do when I do my Final Four preview show, I'd like to feature the schools and how they got here. Let's start with San Diego State because they're out of the Mountain West. When you think of San Diego State, you think of a team that you know, competes with the likes of a UNLV, a Fresno State, New Mexico, Boise State in basketball. They've been there before, but Brian Dutcher, He's been a longtime assistant of legendary head coach Steve Fisher. He was featured on that 30 for 30 for the Fab Five in Michigan. He has been Steve Fisher's right-hand man for over 20 years. Now he is the head coach, and he's got his shot. And I am very impressed with what San Diego State has done, not only knocking off the number one overall seed, Alabama, uh, getting that win over Creighton was huge. Now they're in the Final Four, and, uh, you know, you got a West Coast fan base that is going to root for the Aztecs. Yes. Uh, Brian Dutcher is a, you know, like I said, he's been a great coach. He's been right there uh, beside Steve Fisher. He's got experience. He's got the pedigree. He's gone to two Final Fours and uh, two championship games, actually three championship games, because when uh, Fisher won it in uh, – 89 as the interim coach at Michigan. Uh, he was he on was the staff. On, he was on that staff then. So he followed him. He followed Fisher from Michigan to San Diego State. And when Fisher retired, he assumed the mantle and just kept everything going. Um, but he's his team is they're not just there as a as a you know as a as a happy to be there. They're there now to to go win it. And I think they got a legitimate shot at uh, knocking off FAU. Um, they got good guard play. Uh, they got good post play. They got they got a uh, depth coming off the bench. I think they're gonna give whoever they whoever they end up playing, uh, whether they make it to the championship game or not, they're gonna they're gonna be a tough out, and they're gonna be a tough out for FAU uh, just in the matchup and the toughness that their guards have. 
uh, their guards are, are physical. Their guards are strong. Their post players can step out and shoot the mid-range and the outside, outside jumper. They're, they're a matchup, and they get up and run, and they love to defend. That's what gave Creighton problems the other night when they played. And they will take on Florida Atlantic. A number nine seed had a great regular season, one conference USA. I was actually looking at their regular season schedule. Their RPI was very low. They did not beat a whole lot of quality teams, but they were able to win a lot of games, and they just ran with it. Got a little bit of a break when they played Fairleigh Dickinson. Um, they got yeah, Florida Atlantic, yeah. They beat Memphis by one. I mean, you, you got to think that that was a tough matchup for Florida Atlantic in that first round. They were able to beat Fairleigh Dickinson and then beating Tennessee in the Sweet 16, beating Kansas State in the Elite Eight. Florida Atlantic deserves to be here. But I think you look at Florida Atlantic as a Cinderella team, you're right. I think that San Diego State gets the win on Saturday. But what a story for Florida Atlantic out of Boca Raton. We got two Final Four teams out of Florida. And you're right, with NIL money and the transfer portal, Boca Raton's got some money, and you got a mid-major program in Florida Atlantic that they could get some stars there because, you know, people want to, you know, basketball players want to play in Florida. Right. And and, and you look at, uh, let me say, let me say something about this, that, that Florida Atlantic team. I got to watch them when they came up here and they played uh, Middle Tennessee State. Uh, they are a they could they could match up with any Power Five team and and be content and and, and, and give them a run night in and night out. They won thirty games this year and went into the tournament. You don't win thirty games and then people just you know think that you're gonna be a a, a, a easy out. And I think that's what happened with Memphis. Memphis looked at them and said, "Hey, we're not worried about them. We're more athletic. We're, we can uh, we can run them. They can't. They they gave they gave Memphis fits, and then they turned around and gave UT fits because they can defend. They're seven. They're seven one center. Like he can move. He's not seven one and stiff. He can move. And their guard play is 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 incredible." They've been in situations where they know how to find a way to win. And they ha- the coach of that team, he has the pulse of that team. He knows what buttons to push to get them to react and what buttons to uh, push to get them to play. So you win 30 games, you're, you're not going to sneak up on anybody. And for them to be where they are in the Final Four, that's a testament of how their season has gone so far this year. The marquee matchup Saturday night, the matchup that we all really want to see, Miami and UConn. And this is a very good matchup. Like you mentioned, Miami winning the ACC. Jim Laranega, their head coach, he has been here before. He took George Mason to the Final Four in 2006. And if you remember, in that Elite Eight game, he faced UConn. UConn was a heavy favorite in that game. I remember that game went into overtime George Mason had a huge lead, and UConn came back and tied it and sent it to overtime, and I actually thought that George Mason's run was going to end right there because UConn was just too much firepower. But George Mason was able to win the game and make it to the Final Four in 2006. And Jim Laranega, he gets the Miami job. Miami has been to the tournament a couple of times under Jim Laranega, went to the Elite Eight last year, just could not get it done against Kansas. But Miami is here. They have deserved to be here. 
after just getting impressive victories over Texas and getting a win over Houston. I mean, Miami, what can you say about what Miami's done? But, you know, everybody's picking UConn because UConn has got four titles. It's easy to pick UConn in this game because it's UConn. It's the name you know. If this was football, then it would be everybody would be picking Miami. But Miami, they're right now, they're no longer a football school. They're showing you that they can play basketball down there. And who would have thought that the two teams from Florida in the Final Four would not be Florida or Florida State? Nobody expected uh, Miami to be there. But like I said, Larry Nega has changed their program. Larry Nega has has gotten players to come down there. He's gotten people to buy in. They're, They're playing. So I think they can, you know, nobody's nobody's looking at Miami, even though they played in probably the toughest uh, conference in college basketball this season in the ACC. Nobody's looking at them because everybody saw UConn, at, who at one point was ranked number one in the nation. They're going – I wouldn't be surprised if Miami pulled that upset over UConn and made it to Monday night's championship game. Very interesting pick, Gabe. Well, let's talk about UConn. They're here once again, but they have a third different head coach. Jim Calhoun led them to three titles. Kevin Ollie led them to a title in 2014. Now Dan Hurley is trying to get UConn to win their fifth national title, and it all happened after 1999. You know, I said on my show uh, earlier this week that the UConn's run and their multiple titles reminds me of the New England Patriots. That first title, they were a little bit of an underdog to Duke. You remember in 99, Duke had Eldon Brand. They had William Avery, Trajan Landum. They had a very good team. And UConn with Rip Hamilton and Khalid el gets the victory. Their second championship, I mean, come on, Gabe, too much firepower for UConn. Yeah. They, they yeah. had Emeka Okafor, Ben Gordon, Hilton Armstrong, Josh Boone, uh, Charlie Villanueva. I mean, they had just an incredible lineup. They win in 2004 against Georgia Tech, and they and they were supposed to win because they were the better team. Then all of a sudden, 2011 and 2014, UConn has got to be the luckiest team in college basketball. They get to play a number eight seed Butler to win that championship, and Kemba Walker just goes off. And then in 2014, they played eight-seeded Kentucky, and Shabazz Napier goes off. And now... UConn, you know, I expect UConn's guard to uh, give Miami fits and, and to go off. I mean, they Hawkins, the, the Hawkins player, he is uh, probably going to have a big game for UConn. And uh, that's probably how they're going to win this championship. They're going to get all the breaks. They're going to end up playing a mid-major in the championship. And and you think that UConn, yeah, Jordan Hawkins, the sophomore, oh, man, he's been on fire averaging 16 points a game. Um, I, do you can Jordan Hawkins inner channel his Shabazz Napier or Kimba Walker? I think, I think he can. And you know, the crazy thing is it's not even, the, it, I wouldn't even uh, count it all on the guard play. Like their post, they got that one post player. Like he's been a, he's been a beast uh, in the paint. And so once they got into the tournament, they, they looked up and got a favorable draw all the way through. And they have some upsets along the way. You had the number one seed, you had the number two seed, all get knocked out. So it opened the door up for them. So um, UConn is playing their best basketball, but they they had a lot of help along the way. 
the biggest that's the good thing about the tournament. You don't have to worry about what's going on on the other side. All you got to do is just win your pot, win your region. And that was what they did. Uh, Dan Hurley has literally come in and and injected that program with a shot of adrenaline and a breath of fresh air coming in. So he's getting them back to playing uh, the way that Calhoun had that team going. And they're just they're just playing lights out in in, in right now. They're the again, they're the odds on favorite uh, to win it. They should win it because out of the three, out of the four teams that are there, they're the better team. And you got to think, their toughest game for UConn, their toughest game is going to be the Miami game in the second in the second semifinal on Saturday night. If they win that, it's almost a lot for them to win on uh, on Monday night. Kind of like kind of similar to the uh, Butler uh, Duke game. Everybody just said it was going to be Duke, but Butler gave them a Butler gave them a run, but. I think it's I think it's UConn's title to lose right now in Houston, and and keep in mind UConn has played well in the state of Texas. I think two of their final four their national championships have been won in Houston. Gabe, I still believe that UConn is the luckiest team in college basketball. I mean, because those two championships they had a very favorable draw. I mean. An eight, a, a Kentucky team that was an eight seed that just was happy to be there. They weren't very uh, talented, and then playing Butler an eight seed. I mean, so you you could easily say that two of those championships they got the luck of the draw. Just like this time, they got the luck of the draw this time. Yes, I I actually am really excited about this Final Four and the championship game on on Monday night. It's going to be just incredible. Uh, but we still got a lot of basketball going on right now Gabe especially with the NBA regular season winding down and I love the playing games it really gives every team in the NBA a fighting chance till the very end and now you've got some great teams in the Western Conference that could miss out on the playoffs altogether because right now Dallas is a half game behind OKC and the Lakers you're gonna get a bad. You're gonna get a really good team that's not gonna make the playoffs in the Western Conference. Yeah, that that Dallas Dallas. I don't think the Kyrie trade really worked out like they thought it was going to, uh, because since the Kyrie trade, they're seven and thirteen. Uh, Kyrie and Luca have only played three games together because they both have been hurt. Um, I, I I I don't. Now they're now they're out of the play-in game. So, but. Are you you got to think between six to eleven, everybody's separated by three and a half games. So any anything can happen. They can uh they can go in there. They can uh you know win and somebody lose and they they be right back in there. But I do think that the West is going to be very competitive this year as far as the playoffs go. But I also love how the how the East is shaping up to be. Also, I like how it's going to be a. I think in the East it's going to be a four team. It's going to be Boston. It's going to be uh, Miami, and it's going to be Milwaukee. But I love, I love how Cleveland is is playing right now. They're playing their best basketball, and they made the playoffs for the first time since '98 without LeBron James. Um, I like how Atlanta's going. Um, sh- Chicago. I, I I just love, I love the parity in the league right now. Oh, I forgot the Sixers. The Sixers are going to be in there as well, especially with uh, Harden coming back, and they're giving. Uh, 
Embiid the opportunity to rest up before the playoffs. Another team to watch out for, you thought that this team was going to fall off the cliff because they traded away KD and Kyrie, but the pieces they got in return, the Brooklyn Nets with Spencer Dinwiddle and um, Mikel Bridges. I mean, they have got some great pieces that they got from the Kevin Durant-Kyrie trades. And I think that Brooklyn, even though I don't think they're going to win a championship, but Brooklyn can still play. Uh, they got some They got some players on their team. Uh, I'm looking, Mikel Bridges. Yeah, he scored 44 points against the Magic in a 119-106. No, they lost to Orlando. Yeah, but he did score 44 points. They got the pieces. I just think that they're they're in the pro. They're st they still don't have that that marquee go to player yet. They're still young. You give them some more time to jail, they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. And you write those pieces that they got in the trade. It's gonna keep them in contention for years. Just like I mean, don't don't discount what's going on over on the other side of New York with the Knicks. Um, Jamal Randall is is starting to. Uh, play really well right now. Oh, Ju Julius Randle? Julius Randle, sorry. Yeah, Julius Randle. He's, he's starting to play well. Yeah, and I, I like the Brunson trade. I mean, the, the Knicks, who missed out on the playoffs last year, right now they'd be the number five seed. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that Miami is number seven. I mean, they're kind of battling with Brooklyn for that sixth and final playoff spot. They would play the Hawks in the play-in game. And then, you know, if Miami, that's a team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs because mm -hmm. insert playoff butler jimmy butler mm -hmm. will go wild in the playoffs somehow miami will figure it all out and uh, they will get everybody back and i think uh, duncan robinson's been hurt for a little bit but you know max Struess had a huge series against the hawks last year they've got some players that just show up out of nowhere come postseason time that's the good thing about the league man you never know what's going to happen and i love the parody <laughs> that's going on with it. Um, like I said, I don't. I told you, I don't watch the NBA much until it's uh, playoff time, but I've been watching this playoff push since the All-Star break, and everybody's jockeying for position right now. It's a great time to be a basketball fan. You know, with LeBron coming back to the Lakers, even though they lost to the Bulls the other night, you know, the Lakers, if they get into this playing game, I think that at best they're going to get well, either the number seven seed or number eight seed. They're not even. They're they're one game out of the out of uh I think one or two games out of uh sixth place because they're battling with they're in the play in now but they're in like seventh place and I think they're battling with Golden State for the sixth seed. Gabe, if if they do get the sixth seed and they have to play Sacramento in the first round, I I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. You know I'm a Kings fan and that rivalry in the early 2000s was the best rivalry in basketball during that time. Yeah, that, that I mean the fact that the 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 Kings haven't been to the playoffs since uh that team broke up and what Mike Brown is doing this year, instantly coach of the year. Should be eyes on favorite coach of the year. No doubt about it. De'Aaron Fox is a top five point guard, Domitatus Sabonis, Keegan Murray is gonna get first team all rookie, and then you got Harrison Barnes with that championship pedigree and you got Kevin Herter, who was a gift from the Hawks. I mean, he could shoot mm -hmm. the ball. Uh, Sacramento really deserves it. The community of Sacramento, you know, I remember 10 years ago, I attended a Hawks game at the old Phillips Arena. They were playing the Kings. We thought that they were, they'd be playing the Kings for the final time ever because there were talks that Sacramento was going to relocate to Seattle and be called the Seattle Supersonics. Well, that didn't happen. 
uh, they actually stayed in Sacramento. But I was at that game, and there were, you know, Kings fans that were holding signs out in this in the arena saying "Stay in Sacramento." And you know, it was the mayor Kevin Johnson that actually uh, uh, tried to get the Kings to say and stay in Sacramento and they made a 30 for 30 about it. Uh, but you know, it never aired. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, it, it, you know, when the Kings are good, it makes the league good. And it's, it's good for the league because all your California teams, Golden State, Los Angeles, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, you know, if they're all competitive. It's good for the league. That That's just my opinion. And some of the teams, you know, they're going to be scary in the playoffs. The Timberwolves getting Carl Anthony Towns back. Look out for the Timberwolves and also look out for the New Orleans Pelicans. Winners of five straight. They play the Warriors tonight. But when Zion Williams comes back, you got a dynamic duo of Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. They also have CJ McCollum. They got some really good pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, don't underestimate the New Orleans Pelicans. No, you can't. Um, they just got to stay healthy. That's going to be the key. They got to stay healthy. And they, they're getting healthy at the right time, but then they just need to continue to get everybody rounded back in the basketball shape. Once they get that, it, it, it's going to, they're going to, I mean, they can come in there and they can, they can, they can, if they, you know, win a game or two here and there, can push the team to the brink. Because, you know, it goes seven games in the first round now. It's no longer five. That so is right. It is seven games now. Yeah. You, you, all you got to do is just, you just, you just got to get in there. And then after that, it's all about matchups. You know, a lot of times, I know, I know you were talking about Miami and why they're seven seed. It might be the matchup for them. They may try to work their way into six, but you're looking like LeBron used to do. LeBron used to look at what was best, what was the best matchup for his team. Did they want to be the one seed or who was who was ahead of them that he thinks they could beat? That's what you look at. Well, I just did not like the way that LeBron would just manipulate the schedule just so they can get the favorable matchup. He didn't really care about the regular season. Those Miami Heat teams, and when he was with Cleveland, they weren't always concerned about getting the number one seed and getting home court advantage. They just wanted to get healthy in the playoffs, and that's what I'm concerned about. A lot of people are talking if this new-look Lakers team with LeBron coming back, getting D'Angelo Russell and now James Vanderbilt, a healthy AD this is a very scary team, but I'm on the opinion that if they don't get the six seed, let's say they they win two games in the playing game and they get the number seven or the number eight seed and they have to play Memphis or Denver, I still don't like that matchup against the Lakers. Home court, going up to Denver, they got to win at least one up in Denver. And it, I just, even though I think the series could go to seven games, I don't think that they could upset Denver or Memphis in the first round because there's just too much talent there. Denver is going to be tough, a tough out. Memphis, I think, is the weaker. Memphis and uh, Sacramento will be the weakest of the two top seeds. Well, Memphis has got a lot of depth. They do have the depth, but they don't have the experience. And Memphis can get emotional real quick, just like uh, Sacramento. Memphis, the only thing that may save Sacramento – they got a championship winning coach who's been there before. Memphis doesn't have that. They don't have anybody that's, that's been on. They don't have everybody on that team is young. Steven Adams is hurt. He's not playing. So you don't have that that veteran presence like you had with the old uh, Grizzlies teams in the past. They're just trying to play. You see what I'm saying? They yes. just want to. And uh, 
you know, before we close, um, do you see a Phoenix or the Clippers doing anything in the playoffs? Nah. I think uh, KD and Phoenix, it'll be better for them next year. I think they'll get in. Phoenix will get in and make a run, but I don't think they have the – they possess the firepower right now to make a deep run in the playoffs. And I don't think the Clippers with uh, Paul George being hurt, I don't think Kawhi could do it by himself with that team. I cannot wait for the NBA playoffs. It is going to be exciting. You know, with you being up in Nashville, we also got to talk about the Nashville Predators. Uh, I was actually looking at some of the, you know, the the standings in hockey because you have uh, the NHL playoffs that's coming up. Does the Nashville Predators, uh, they got 80 points. They're in fifth place. Yeah, they're hoping to make it, but they want to get back to making a deep run. They did trade away a lot of assets. We're getting a new general manager. Uh, who who Barry Trotz, who was the former coach of the uh, of the Preds, and then led the uh, Islanders to the Stanley Cup, not the Islanders, the Capitals to the Stanley Cup a few years back. He's the incoming uh, general manager, so I think they're they've acquired a lot of assets for next year um, to put them in position to be more competitive. But this year they're just trying to just see what these younger pieces can do. Uh, as they get ready, but they're not—they're not serious contenders right now. Uh, but you give them—you give them a year and get them more, get more pieces in play. They'll, they'll be right back in the mix. Yeah, I was just looking at the standings. They're actually in tenth place uh, with eighty points because they are a point behind Calgary right now. The team with the best record is the Vegas Golden Knights. It, I mean, the NHL is very tricky. The Boston Bruins look like the team to beat. Uh, but if there's a team that I'd root for, uh, probably the Carolina Hurricanes because they would be considered the local team. You know, you got Nashville. I like seeing the team from the Southeast do well. Tampa Bay, Carolina, Nashville. So uh, hopefully Nashville can rattle off some wins. But, uh, yeah, if they sneak into the playoffs, it's going to be tough out uh, trying to play either Vegas or the L.A. Kings. And then Edmonton because Edmonton has got uh, Connor McDavid, probably the best player mm-hmm. in hockey right now. Yeah, it, it, McDavid should be the, uh, the 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 MVP of the league. Uh, I think Boston is just Boston is just way too good. They're 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 gonna they they are they should win the whole thing. But you can never count out um, Carolina. You can't count out the defending champions, uh, the the Lightning. They're they're gonna still be in the mix some way, some shape, somehow. Well, yeah, the Lightning uh, made it to the Stanley Cup final last year, but lost to Colorado. Remember, they they almost three peated, but Colorado denied them a three peat. Yeah, the Colorado Avalanche uh, right now they are ninety four points. The parity in in all the postseason tournaments is going to be it is exciting. Gabe, I have to ask you, being from Nashville, do you follow Nashville SC? Mm, I I haven't yet. I've heard about it, but I haven't really been following. Because they do have a player, Zimmerman, Walker Zimmerman, who was was on the U.S. team, I believe. Uh, I mean, they have Jacob Schaffelberg, Walker Zimmerman. You know, Nashville, you know, they made the playoffs uh, a couple years in, in a row. Um, you know, if you're a sports fan in Nashville, you got Nashville SC over there, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I, I just haven't been able to check them out like I want to yet. Good fan base. I heard it. I, I do hear it's a, a great, great fan base over there. 
Gabe, as always, I appreciate you being on the show once again. Uh, just your insight and your knowledge. And uh, uh, definitely looking forward to if you ever uh, start up uh, your podcast. Because I think uh, that you got a lot of content that you could share. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get there. Hey, yeah, we got we got nothing but time. You know I'm gonna let you know I'm you gonna you know I'm gonna call you and be like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. We we definitely got to get that done. But yeah, Gabe, I appreciate you just being a guest on the show, and uh, definitely will love to have you back on the next couple of weeks just to recap uh, these games in the Final Four and preview this championship game and just uh, recap basketball season altogether. Appreciate it, man. All right, that is Gabe Reynolds. Thank you, everybody, so much for. Listening to the podcast once again. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week, and we are out of here. Bye. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Suite A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out is Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Newman. Got mold? Call the Mold Man, specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, this is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.